Hey listeners, I'm Eric Taylor, and this is The Hair Game. Big apologies for my audio on this episode, everybody. When Elizabeth and I were recording, we recorded over Zoom, and it was my first time recording over Zoom, and I did the settings wrong. So my audio is a little bit less clear than normal. Luckily, Elizabeth sounded great, and that's what matters most. New Salon Republic openings in Southern California. We got Torrance, we got Escondido, Valencia, Burbank, and Thousand Oaks all opening between August and October of this year. Go to salonrepublic.com for more information or just hit the link in my Instagram bio. Craft Lookbook is happening soon in Hollywood, July 13th and 14th. Don't forget to check it out. Not too much longer after you're, you're listening to this intro do you have to get tickets to craft lookbook it's going to be massively educational with many educators who have flown in from all over the world to teach classes and of course it's going to be super fun with carnival games and other unique things hit the link in my bio for info and tickets i hope to see you there and now the weekly pod loop giveaway got my bag i am sifting through your names and the winner of the ghd air elite Pro hairdryer is the Curlorist. The Curlorist. C U R L Orist. DM me at Love Eric Taylor and send me your mailing address. I'll tell you what next week's pod loot will be at the end of this episode. Now to Elizabeth Fay. Elizabeth Fay. Hey, Elizabeth Fay. Hey, hey. <laughs> does everybody call you Hey, Elizabeth Fay, or does anybody call you like Liz? No, no. Um, people think it's funny to say, hey, Elizabeth Fay, <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> but no, I go by Elizabeth, and I'm like always laugh at how much even my boyfriend has my name, Elizabeth Fay, in his phone. So. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's great. Branding, right? <laughs> yeah, it's my name, so there you go. <laughs> All right, so here's my, intro- my version of an introduction for you. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're a Redken ambassador. True. Founder of Hair Love Retreat. True. <laughs> host, host of the podcast called Hair Love Radio. Yep. And you coach through something you call the workshop in a box. Yep. That's what else? What do. Anything else? No, no. I mean. That's, that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's plenty. That's good. I mean, I guess I do own a salon here. Been a hairstylist for 10 years. But okay. yeah, all the hair things. So tell us how you got into hair. Okay. Um, have you heard my story before, Eric? Nope. Oh, you're in for quite quite the story. Um, oh Is this going to be a two-hour episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so born and raised in Las Vegas, and I have always been a really – I was a really troubled kid and teenager. I was sent to live with different families from 11 years um, old on up and the second um, Christian like specialty school I was sent to I had stolen box color destroyed my hair in an effort to get kicked out and it worked and I was referred to a hairstylist at the Robert Cromine salon named Brandon Holt and so I'm kicked out of school by an onion smelling principal who I hated and I walk into the Robert Cromine salon with my dad He's actually a big part of Hair Love now, um, and we have no idea what the hell we're walking into. It's like obviously an expensive, beautiful salon, and I have, I grew up in the ghetto in Vegas. My family still lives there. Like, 
very humble, like growing up. Um, and we walk in and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and so my dad's probably like, no. And I sit in Brandon's chair to get my hair fixed. And he does what every good hairstylist does. He, you know, gets to know my life. And I tell him about what a punk brat I am. <laughs> and I leave and I love my hair and I feel really cool and I feel listened to and I feel heard and like I fit in and I'm over the moon and my dad is not. And he's like, you will never return. You are going to work that off. Like it was so expensive and I work it off. Did he like the style or just the just didn't like the ticket? Just didn't like the ticket price. Okay. He was just like livid. And he's like, you're going to work. And growing up, um, my dad, I mean, those who come to Hair Love know, like a lot of the teepees set up at Hair Love are our family teepees. My dad is camp dad out at Hair Love camp. There's a lot of glamping there. He runs the fires. He makes sure everyone's okay. He leads the hikes. My dad teaches yoga. So like this was very not in our realm of reality to come to a fancy salon like this. And so I have to cut wood with an ax and load it up to work it off, which is something I grew up doing. And um, then I continue to do that in order to make more money to go back to the salon. And six months later I go back and I sit in the chair and I'm like, yo, what can I get for this much? And I put cash on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the salon. I met a lot of my mentors. I met Kelly Cardenas, um, a lot of amazing people there. And um, he's like, you know what? Put your cash away. And he goes and strikes a deal with my dad. And the deal was if I brought back my report card with better grades on it, I would get my hair done for free. Wow which now as like a grown adult, I realized what a huge act of kindness that was. Um, and he chose to mentor me and he came back and he's like, listen, kid, here's the deal. You know, I want to see no more D's stop sneaking out the window. My dad told me you got caught drinking beer. What's going on? You know? And I'm 12 and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I want my hair done. Like that was the motivation. And I seriously don't even remember what my hair looked like. It was all about how I felt. And I grew up, you know, very Mormon and I was a black sheep and I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel cool. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel like I fit in, but in the salon I did. And Brandon did that for me until I was 16 years old. Amazing. Continued to mentor me. And even though I lived with different families and I was sent away, um, he still did that. And at 16 years old, I dropped out of high school. I was still winning, you know? <laughs> and um, I drove a shitty van with curtains on it that I could barely put gas in. And I had just gotten fired and let go from vans in the mall. What in the hell was I going to do? Um, <laughs> why did you get fired? Uh, probably cause I was late. I don't remember. I'm, I had a real hard time with punctuality. Um, and I still like to this day, that's something I don't really have a choice about, but it's a struggle for me. But, um, so I got let go. It was right after Christmas and I got my hair done and now it was at the Kelly Cardina salon. Brandon worked for Kelly in Vegas there and still we were doing this thing and Kelly knew me and my story and um, Kelly made a deal with me and he said, if you show up and you wear all black and you work your ass off, I will change your life. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got nothing to lose. Like someone's willing to bet on me. So the next day I showed up in all black and I 
um, looked at Brandon like, what in the actual hell do I do now? And he said, you just serve. And I'm like, okay, I grew up Mormon. Like I know how to serve. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, service is like what my dad does. Like, okay. So I'm like, how can I help you? Can I get you wine? Can I get your purse? Can I valet your car? Like, so I was like picking the hair up before it even hit the ground, you know, sweeping it up. I was the best assistant. Um, and I continued to do that working for free for, I don't even know how long, but, um, and if I worked really hard, I got tips. I could put gas in my tank and I could do it again. And I lived at home so I could do it. And, um, Kelly started giving me opportunities and bringing me to hair schools and working at big shows and being backstage. And I uh, just really, um, found like such a love for serving other people. It's really healing. And we know that as hairdressers. And I loved what I was doing. I was super pumped. Anyone believed in me at all. And it really unlocked like a fire in me. And um, I, I was the best assistant. And so, you know, opportunities opened up where I got to go to schools and schools really taught me something because we would show up to these hair schools and Kelly would say, share your story, Elizabeth. And I'm like, I don't have a story. <laughs> like, yeah, you do. Like, how did you meet Brandon? And so I would share this story and, you know, be like, oh, and now I get to assist Kelly and I just worked backstage at a Snoop Dogg video and I just went to Germany and I was on this big hair show, you know, assisting my mentor. And I saw like people saw something in themselves when I shared that story and we were relating and it was just so beautiful that I, I could help other kids that were just like me. You know, we, I think a lot of us find ourselves in beauty school. Um, I think a lot of us are creative lost souls. I think that's a very common you know, thing like us, there's probably a lot of stories very similar to mine. And um, we all are cut from a similar cloth in some ways. And so I was like, wow, I, I can help people in such a bigger way through this. That's really cool. And I was always creative kids. So I loved it. And um, it just kind of grew from there. So did you go to beauty school? Or did you do the apprenticeship thing with Kelly and, and Paul Mitchell? So, um, I worked completely illegally for Kelly touching hair. Totally. Yeah. And I had no, I don't think either of us like even thought about it. It was like before his brand got as big as it is. And like, I'm a really good assistant. So it's probably like, uh, you know, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I had to go to beauty school and his suggestion was like, just get your license the cheapest way possible. But I really had a passion for what Paul Mitchell was doing. And so I, I did want to be a part of that. So the Vegas school had not opened up. And so I moved to St. George, Utah, which funny enough is where I live now. Um, and I had a lady here who, when I was 14, took me in. That's a whole nother crazy story and became my legal guardian who I love her. She is beautiful, wonderful. I consider her like a mother now. But um, so I moved in with her at 16 and went to beauty school at Paul Mitchell. And I would drive home every weekend in my shitty Hyundai. And I would work for free at the Kelly Cardina salon, say yes to every opportunity, you know, enter every competition in school. And I would drive back and I tried to be a waitress in hair school to make money. Um, and I got fired and then I, fired. because I was late, but I was late <laughs> in my defense because I, I, was, I was seeing a pattern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I actually did an MLM, like oh, I forget what it was, some skin line in hair, in hair school. And I learned I'm really good at being an entrepreneur and made like 20 grand, which back then 20 grand in a year was, that was great. That's more yeah. than I'd ever make waitressing. So I, I was just a little hustler. It's, it's um, great, great now. Yeah, no, it's great now. Yeah. 
but um i mean on the side of hair school that's a lot of money and so anyways um yeah and then by the end of hair school they're like you have to get your gd to get your license and luckily i passed with no studying which is phenomenal victory because i know nothing about math or science and I was in a room full of polygamists because that's Southern Utah and we were all getting our GED together. And I was really nervous because I failed my driver's license four times. And then at the end of beauty school, you have to take a test, right? To get your license. Well, I failed. Like I sucked air and failed. <laughs> and for the next two years when I worked for Kelly in Vegas and Chicago, you have to wait so long when you fail your license. I'm again working completely illegally for free. Um, would come back to Utah and fail again. Took me four times. What aspects of the test were you feeling? I remember one of them was I just didn't remember to put the sanitizer to my elbow. One was barbering, one was nails, like stupid crap, like yeah. perms, like, and I just didn't have the attention span to care to learn it. Um, and my head was in so many other things. I'm like, why does this matter? But, um, so uh, the final time I was living in Chicago and he's like, you have to pass. Like, this has been a ridiculous amount of time. Like what in the actual hell? And I was backstage at a hair show and Stephanie Kachowski and Robert Cromings were there, which in the Paul Mitchell world, you know, they're big figures. And um, someone made a joke about me not passing and I was a little sensitive to it. And Stephanie Kachowski, I mean, big hands, puts her big hand on me and she's like, it's okay. I, I failed four times. It took me four times to pass. And so I was like, okay, number four, that'll be the charm number. And it was. And so anyways, I passed and it's probably just because I finally gave a shit enough to read a book before I did it. It probably wasn't that hard, but, um, so I was not a licensed hairstylist for quite some time and never was licensed in Vegas or Chicago, but also did hair in both of those states. Right. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so I, I had a weird falling out in Chicago with Kelly. I'm going to say I got fired, um, but we're, we're great now. I don't, I don't know what happened. It wasn't because I was late, though. I will tell you that. Um, yeah, yeah, I wasn't late. Um, and then I moved to my friend's mom's couch in Utah. I was really moving up in the world, and I got a ballet studio and painted the walls purple stripes. Um, it's, it's quite sad what it looked like, and... I built a huge clientele in six months off of Groupons. But like you guys, I was so poor. Like I was so poor. I had like three levels of color I had to mix. And oh my gosh, I can't. I had these hair accessories I would sell in Kelly's salon to help pay for hair school to the people. I would hustle them. I'd make them. They look like shit. I still have them. And I would sell them behind the chair. And I would have to sell those sometimes to get money, like gas in my tank during hair school. That was like so silly but um you know you do what you gotta do and i did that i worked in mlm i got fired from wait okay hold on hold on i want to hear about your salon so when did you open the salon um i opened the salon 2000 it's got to be 2011 do you still have the salon no i have a much better salon now okay okay but same, like, town. same town same town yeah studio it was a studio um, maybe like 10 by 15. I mean, kind of big for a studio, yeah. but it was like a, a room, you know, yeah. um, within a building. Yeah. 
And yeah, I built a clientele. And I mean, my, my thing was if I could get a butt in my chair, I could win them over, you know, once they got there and it worked. And I did those same clients my entire career up until the salon I have now. And, um, I was in so much debt trying to figure this out. Um, I mean, there was a point that like, I met a girl at a party. I'm like 18 years old and she's like, yeah, I live in student housing. And I'm like, can I live in your house (laughs) for free? We shared a bed for like six months. Why I built this clientele until I could get my own apartment. Like so many little graces from God or the universe throughout this whole journey. Um, and then I had this booming clientele and I was taking over St. George and I was the best colorist in town. And, um, lunatic fringe of Paul Mitchell salon came in and was like, why don't you come work for us? And I'm like, you know, I'm in a lot of debt. This is probably a good idea. And then I started teaching at the beauty school again, which funny enough, I had lied to my parents. Hold on. Why so much debt? Were you not charging enough money for your services or spending too much on something? Yeah. So I was renting a studio I couldn't afford with no clientele and I had to pay to paint it. And I mean, when I say so much debt, that was probably five grand. But for me back then, that felt like a hundred thousand dollars, you know, and I I couldn't afford rent and I had no clients, but I knew that if I opened this space that I had the capability to do something. And I think that, um, I probably just should have worked somewhere, but I wanted something bigger. I mean, I came from working in Chicago at Kelly Cardenas. I couldn't just go work at Supercuts, you know? So I was like, I'm going to build a brand. I'm going to do something. And I, I failed miserably, you know, but I learned a lot and I, I've learned how to pay off my credit card debt. And it was, it was a really good learning lesson, you know? wasn't like I was marketing on Facebook and there wasn't like anyone in my life to really ask. Like I didn't even know how to run credit cards. Like I had to figure all this out. It wasn't like now where it's an app and it's square. So easy. Like square. I had to ask like five people to find out what square was, you know? So yeah, I did that. And then I loved working for, I got back in with the Paul Mitchell thing and I loved it. And I was a beauty school teacher for eight fifty an hour for four years. And I, I loved it. I did it on the side. And during the day, five days a week, I had a huge clientele. And that's what I did. And I um, met my ex-husband and I got pregnant. Ooh, this yes, is where okay. stuff changed. <laughs> that changes things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, meeting him and, you know, getting pregnant – I I was put in a position where I was selling thousands of dollars in retail at another salon. I was making a small commission of it, which is very normal and fine. And I was maxed out on how busy I could be. I had an assistant. I was double, triple booked. It was very expensive. I was doing extensions. Like what else could I do? And I had to, I was the breadwinner and I was also obviously the one who had to birth the child and nurse it. So I had to make a decision and I couldn't work five days a week like that. And um, the salon wasn't willing to cooperate on wages. So I had to go booth rent and I was terrified because the last time I was independent was a nightmare. And yeah. I'd finally gotten out of debt. I had finally was making money and what I thought was so much money, you know, And, um, it it wasn't, I was barely getting by, but I was just really grateful for what I had. And on paper I had everything. And, um, and so I moved booth rent and, um, I was super scared to learn how to like 
pay my own taxes and you know like all these things that um, are so intimidating but until you do them and you're like oh okay it's not that bad you get an accountant there's only like one thing coming in one thing coming out like I got the hang of it and I felt very empowered and um, at the same time I had been doing a lifestyle blog and I have a lot of if you are familiar with Utah lots of mommy bloggers all my friends have mommy blogs um, and so I had this blog and I shared hair and I shared what I was wearing and what pregnancy was like and I started getting traction and I had been doing that and I had a lot of hairdressers um, say why don't you teach independently and I was like well I, I used to teach for Paul Mitchell and I probably wouldn't teach what I used to taught so I felt weird about it um, and I started developing kind of a curriculum of what I thought made sense because I was at the time the only person charging what I was charging freehand hair painting with a paintbrush. This is 2014. And um, people were like, what the heck are you doing? And so in 2015, my marriage was finally falling completely apart. I had been in a very emotionally um, abusive, mentally abusive relationship and uh, the women in my salon were so kind and wonderful and helped me through that and really helped me be like, hey, this is not okay that this is happening to you. And I felt um, empowered to leave and also fucking terrified. And I had a baby and I was so scared. And I remember um, him telling me, you know, I couldn't do it on my own and that I, I didn't make any money and what were you going to do? And I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, so, so that evil voice inside your head. Oh, so much. So, yeah. And I just was so afraid of losing my shitty car and my shitty house and all these things that like don't even matter. And I remember my dad who's divorced as well being like, it's just stuff. It doesn't matter. You have your kid, you have your job that you love. It's fine. So um, I took a leap of faith and I launched my workshops and I built a website off of my um, blog spot that link. All right, hold on, hold on. I, yeah. I, I just want to be clear. So you've got a, you've got a, you started a, another salon, right? Yeah, I'm booth like rent. Second yes. salon. No, no, you're booth re in the salon, or it's your salon. No, I'm booth renting. You're booth renting in the salon, and it's working out. It's working out. Okay. I'm making money. I'm really busy. Um, my blog is doing well. I'm Instagramming, um, not a huge following. I'm doing my thing, but my personal life completely falling apart. Right. And, um, that year I finalized my curriculum and I thought I'll just teach a few classes at some salons. I'm friends with the owners and some hair schools. And, um, as soon as I had launched my classes, my marriage ended. It was just a weird coincidence. And, um, he probably hated the fact that you were doing good things. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I'm, he probably still does. But, um, and so all of a sudden, you know, I have to, you know, I, I had to expand my website and I couldn't figure out how to make a shopping cart. Cause it wasn't just like, um, something easy. I had this, like, it was a WordPress site. It was a self-hosted WordPress site. So it was like basic coding, very basic, but like, not like it is now with the Squarespace template. Um, and so I had like four links that eventually led you to PayPal to check out and you could do a payment plan and they were like $400 classes and they went crazy. 
And I was like, what in the actual hell? Like crazy selling out classes, 30 people per pop on a Sunday, 30 people per pop on a Monday, all these host salon emails coming in. And I'm like, what is happening? And yes. And now, I mean, my marketing director is like, make sure they only have to click once. And I'm like, but they'll click four times. (laughs) And so, I mean, obviously we don't make people do that. anymore but I didn't know a better way I made this site at night when my baby was sleeping and then I would hand all the emails and you know quickly had to get an assistant and it was just such a huge learning curve I mean you guys I'm filing for divorce fighting over everything with him a baby that still doesn't sleep through the night and I'm traveling around the nation and what what do you do you know you feel called your heart in so many different ways and um I really had to ask myself why and what in the hell I was going to do all this for. And I wanted to, you know, be a, an example of a strong woman for my son. I didn't want him to grow up with a mom who it was okay for her to get spoken to a certain way. I didn't want him to grow up and speak to his spouse that way. And that was how my ex learned to speak to women. And I, I said, I I do the hard thing because long-term it's going to be the best thing. And, um, he's going to grow up and see strength in a mom. Even if he sees her less, he'll know that she was, you know, brave Mm -hmm. enough. And I did that and I didn't see him as much as any mom would, you know, I'd want to see him more, but I had to pay for a divorce and pay for a house and pay for a nanny to get through it. And, um, it's still, you know, not an easy thing, but I did it and I figured out a groove with my business and we were helping thousands of hairstylists. And in a period of three and a half years, we we made over $2 million in sales, which is insane. I'm like crazy. And, um, and so the next year, which was 2016, um, I'm still in this really nasty drug out divorce, but I, I buy my first house and I open my salon cash and I start building a team and I had thankfully a lot of good friends and mentors and um, you know, we hired slow and we were really careful and we hired girls who believed in where we were going when there wasn't the right color paint on the walls yet, you know, and um, the Solano, it's been around for three years and um, in June. And so, yeah, that's kind of been the evolution of that. And, um, the workshops were booming. I mean, I did my last, you know, 2015, we started it. And last year I did 12 in that, in the beginning of the year. And that was kind of my, all right, it's been a lot of workshops. I'm, um, not going to travel that much anymore. My son's getting a little bit older. He is five and a half. And, uh, mine is six. My son's six. Yeah. That's awesome. Mine will be six in fall. And um, I had met my boyfriend, who's now my business partner on Tinder, and bless his heart, he just believes in my dreams, and he's a lunatic for doing so, but That's I love you. him. And um, he he believed in me, and he, he believes in what we're doing. And I told him uh, I had, you know, these dreams of what my dad did growing up. And my dad um, – he grew up a boy scout leader and you know, he's, he's very Mormon. And, um, we, we got drug on all the hikes. We got drugged to the yoga classes that he taught at the YMCA at night because 
he didn't have a babysitter and he got, um, you know, we got drugged to the Boy Scout outings and I watched him change these troubled teens life. And I watched the way he spoke to them and talked to them about God and, you know, all these things. And I thought, I'm so passionate about teaching these women and education. I mean, you know how much education has been a part of my life since I was 16 with Kelly. And what if I could take women in a space that my, like how my dad created and I could teach them differently, how much more impact would we have? How would we listen differently? How would we obtain this? This is such a crazy concept, you know, to like, let's say take everyone with no service in the middle of a national park and bring in celebrities and let's, put on a festival, right? Like that's crazy. Um, and I'm just a normal girl. And so I started talking about this in my workshops and for probably a year and a half and girls are like putting their credit cards up. Like I'm behind you. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to be the girl who went for it because I have a savings account. I'm going to blow it on something I want to blow it on, you know? And I, I don't care if it makes money, I don't care how it goes. I want to create something sacred and special. And that's just what I wanted to do. And, um, Maisie, who's our retreat director, she, um, she's, she worked for free on this idea with me and it quickly took over my entire life. I mean, within months and, um, we, we got everything ready and we worked and we called all of our friends and we're like, yo, you want to do something crazy? And they're like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, cool. I hope people show up. And you know, we call our brands that we know and we're like, this is our concept. And I'd done these, you know, mini workshops for years and I'd been, um, some of my good friends do wedding planning. So luckily, you know, I have a lot of these connections and I know people with property in Zion. So, I mean, I wasn't just like totally out of my ass, but the idea was like, I got to go for it. I, I know the right people and I think we could pull this off. And thankfully I didn't know about fire festival yet, or I probably wouldn't have done it. I'm serious. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm so serious. I was ignorant enough to just go for it. And I think sure. that there's a lot of, um, things that, that that has helped me with. But um, I'm like, I'm just stupid enough to fully believe in my abilities. And I do have them. So thank yep. God I have been. But um, so, you know, we did it and we sold it out really fast. And um, we put this on and we learned a lot of stuff. And I realized hair love isn't a retreat. It is a tribe. Okay. So, so you're talking about hair love retreat right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So your workshops, was that workshop in a box? The workshops were just my classes just class. and okay. yes. And then, um, I can talk about how that's evolved at the same time. It's been like this evolution, but we'll get, we can do we'll that. get there later. So yeah. hair love retreat, what do you charge? How long does it last? Like how many um, days is it multiple days? Yeah. Yeah. Hair love retreat is five days and it is, um, like luxury girls camp. And it is between 3,500 to 4,500. We have a famous private chef who literally cooks in a teepee off grid. Um, we bring in 20 generators, tankless water. We're partnered with a glamping company that builds out 20 glamping tents. We have to have drainage systems. I mean, this is not, it's a festival. We have a huge teepee marquee at six teepees. We build stages. We have art installations. Um, where, where do you, Wow. I don't it's even know where to, at, where to begin with my questions. Okay, five days. Okay, <laughs> five it, days. And this happens in Utah? This happens in Zion National Park, yep. Zion National Park, Utah. Utah. Uh, I imagine at a, at a uh, temperate time of the year. 
Yes, yes, May. And I mean, there is a chance of rain. I mean, when you're going to a situation like this, you could totally be in rain or wind. It's a good time of year, but that's why like, you know, it could rain and you could be walking in the mud to your tent. That's just part of, you yeah. know, we're not at the Ritz Carlton ladies. Like, you know, you're a hair love. Um, yeah. It's the freaking production. I mean, last year our staff was bigger than our attendees. And wow. so, um, you know, we're, we're building this brand and it's definitely exclusive. Um, there can only be so many people who attend. There's limited resources. Yeah. We have other events where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people can come. Um, hair love retreat is almost like a celebrity mastermind for our, you know, in a, a big mastermind, but, um, yeah, it's, it's so how it's limited to how many people? 150 people. Wow. Very interesting. And it, on a daily basis, what do you do? Oh, oh, so good. Okay. So this is what our 2019 um, schedule looks like. You arrive um, to St. George and we have private shuttles that take you from my salon to this property. It's totally a property. It's not a hotel. Um, and there's acres and we, we build hair love. Um, and so we take you to hair love land and there's hair love camp. And then there's the different tribes in the different houses. And some of the houses are literally big rooms in a mansion that we have a company come in and build beds and put in um, chargers and dressers and all of this stuff. And then they, they leave at the end, but you come and you're put into your tribe with your tribe mom. We have a dinner under the teepee marquees and wine and a toast. And um, I speak, we do like a cool life coaching experience event where you write your statements and burn your stories. It's really cool. And um, then the next day is adventure and we have yoga and meditation and then um, a couple hikes with hiking guides. And then for those who want to be a little less physical, we have crystal healing workshops. We have painting workshops. We have wine tasting where there's a lake and a pool you can hang out at. And then later that night is our campsite night where we have different speakers and then we work with an astronomy com company that does a star experience. And then the next day is education. And um, this year, um, we have kind of like a choose your own adventure experience where you can take longer hands on workshops and get certified in extensions or go to business workshops or see demos, you know, different things like that. Um, we have balayage, all sorts of things. And then that night we have our big paint party and our paint party is fucking blast because um, it's 7 p.m. at night to 11 p.m. And you watch people this year. It's me and Low Wheeler are introing it and kind of like a concert. We're like the little concert. And then Jamie C, Pretty Little Ombre, does it and it's hands on. And so she does it, you do it. And we got our DJs, we got Canned Rose out. So once you're doing hands on, it's a party. We got like confetti guns, cool photo moments. So you're just hanging out with your girls, painting in a teepee under the stars in Zion National Park. Are you kidding me? And then. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wow. I, I have a crazy brain and I am so grateful to be surrounded by humans who let me do it. And um, the next day, there's more education. And then we have every year our hair affair party. And this year is themed dream in color. And it's themed dream in color because we have a dream in color tour in summer for our podcast. And so you wear whatever inspires you. We have a cool Moroccan throne where you get to take photos and there's a pool and DJ and dancing. It's super fun. Um, and oh my gosh, I think I missed stuff. There's like a wellness workshop. There's so much stuff. That's and then, amazing. and then the 
first dibs go to our tribe to register for next year. And we have really great payment plans, like up to 10 payments. And then we released to our wait list. And I think we'll be sold. I don't, I don't think there will be tickets for very long. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome. And that's Super where awesome. once we did it, we were like, this has to be something that lives and breathes all year long. I mean, these women are so connected. We're such a sisterhood. So that's what started the Facebook group and the podcast and the blog and the blog contributor program. And then all of our other conferences that are more affordable to come to and in different cities. So more people could come. So it's really, I mean, um, we wanted a safe space in the industry for ladies to connect, build businesses together, no competition. And you can imagine with an event this expensive, the people who come are people who believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And these are awesome ladies. And when you're surrounded around that many people who believe in themselves, it is like magic, especially when there's no service and you're under the stars. And so these girls do businesses together. They're starting brands together. I mean, the, the growth that has been seen is insane. And a lot of them are influencers, salon owners, making tons of money. These are like quality people. And um, I'm very much so like, there's no competition. There's no clicks here. Like I make our camp leaders are people like pretty little ombre Cassandra platinum. They're making sure people feel included and they grow and um, we're leaders, coaching leaders. And we, we want to have this space for people who want to be a part of it. It's amazing. So no guys, is that right? Like if I showed up, you would chase me away. No, no. And I, I will say this. We have, we do have a guy attending named Jared who I love and he's great. Um, and I'll be honest, he's, he's gay and he's going to be around a lot of girls and he's totally okay with it. So if a guy was okay with what we do, he can totally come. I think that our branding and marketing um, isn't appealing to a lot of people who identify as a male. Right. But if yeah, you, yeah you wanted to and you want a pink backpack and that absolutely like <laughs> um, but um i mean they they aren't really attracted to it is there a cell service out there a little we have a sponsorship called sure call that helps increase cell service um but i i'm kind of like that we have shoddy cell service our marketing yeah, right that's part of it yeah our marketing right. girls like i don't like that and i'm like i do and people will post when they want to Posts like we're not we're doing fine. Yeah, right. What yeah. an amazing production. So th this is a year-round sort of thing, right? I mean, you've got to start planning as soon as you finish. We have 2021 locked in. We are already planning 2020. It is like yeah. it's so much work, you know. Yeah, it takes That's a lot of things to make it happen. Really spectacular. Okay, so how did the podcast come to be? Um. So I've wanted to write a book and speak more since I can remember. And I mean, one day will I want to be a multiple time author. I love to write. Um, I've always had a blog and I just wanted to have a podcast, but like haven't had the bandwidth or help to do it. And I, like I told you, I can't even work my own remote control. And so doing a podcast seemed very scary and intimidating. And I just finally was like, I'm just going to go for it. And we launched Hair Love Radio at our, um, we had a greenhouse event conference in Salt Lake last fall and we launched it. And yeah, I just, it's just kind of like when you want to do something and you're finding like, just do it, like just yeah. freaking do it or don't, you know? Totally. So what's your goal for each episode? What do you want to deliver? What do you want the, the listener to walk away from, walk away with? 
Yes. Um, so my goal is to empower and bring light into their life by listening to it. And I keep it pretty educational as far as like, I want you to leave knowing whether it's like how to manifest what you want in your life or how I do my strategy with Instagram, you know, and I want to connect um, our listeners to other people that we think are doing amazing things that they could either learn from, be a part of their thing. And so, um, yeah, we want to bring light and education to people's lives. So I imagine that kind of dovetails with the workshop in a box, right? Coaching. Yes, yes. So, I mean, my workshops I did for the, for, you know, 2015 to 2018, um, I did half business and then I did half color. And I, this is like so embarrassing. Um, 2016, I spent $6,000 trying to do an e-course. Totally flopped. Um, um, 2017, I started filming for workshop in a box and the girl filmed it. She edited, we spent $10,000. The information on the hard drive is gone. We can't, we have sent, no, I'm like not kidding you. And I finally, like we've sent it to all these different people. My boyfriend does video and he's like this, no, you can recover everything. She should have a backup. She didn't have a backup. Um, it's gone. I was devastated. So I've been trying to coach online so damn hard for so many <laughs> years. And luckily, so my boyfriend's background, it's 10 years in tech. He ran a YouTube company for sure called that booster. Well, it, and it was their competitor before and he managed their channel, curated their educational content. So what he does is motion graphics and video for education. And he finally was like, we're going into business together. I'm going to help you do this. And workshop in a box is much like everything. I'm a little extra. It's a much bigger project than we realized. I mean, it has over a hundred videos that are extreme high quality. I do a lot of life coaching. We have different formats of the way we do things. And it's been a really big project. It's been one of the most rewarding ways of teaching I've ever taught. I've done teaching a lot of different ways and I'm excited to do it in this way. I work with them all the time. It's subscription based. That's amazing. Are you still behind the chair? No, 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 no. Um, last hair love retreat. I, I had slowly tapered off. Um, my team kept telling me I needed to stop being behind the chair if I wanted to focus on hair love. And after I saw what we were doing with hair love, I was like, this is where my heart is. And so, yeah. And, and workshop in a box is within the brand of hair love. You can come to retreats, conferences, get coached, get free stuff on the podcast, blog, you know, all the things. Tell me about a transformative moment that happened at one of your retreats. Yeah. Um, I have two good ones. I mean, there's so many. Um, so here's one from a retreater side. One of our, a couple of our girls, they did Angel's Landing, which is a very advanced, famous hike. And my dad was leading it with a few other people. And she had that moment of like, I can't do this anymore. And that's why experience education is so precious to me is you learn differently when you're forced to do things that are hard, that will end up applying to your life in other ways in your business. And my dad had to talk her through and he's so great at this. Um, you can do this, you know, you can overcome this and them physically overcoming something that they didn't think they could opened up their mental capacity of what they could do. And I mean, the girls were crying about it and it was so cool to be like, Yes. Like it clicked for them. And then, um, even like Lacey laced hair, she runs a multi-million dollar extension company has been doing it forever. And, um, she's been able to grow her ambassador program and, you know, expand her sales and her education using our hair love community. So to see like on both sides, no matter where you fall, 
And you know, whether you do events as well, you have a podcast as well, you will grow by being a part of hair love or if you are just starting out. And so to see that and to see our LA event, we did a conference there um, called reach for the stars, a couple of girls who are part of our um, leadership program now. One of them is Constance Robbins. I mean, she expressed how nervous she was to come and how being there and seeing people literally being like, I can succeed and so can you, but like meaning it and actually helping each other. And I really, really push to foster that community and make people believe that until they do. Um, she was like, I've never not felt competitive at an event. I've never not felt like the love is just real. It's like church. It's so good. And so, Amazing. yeah, it's just, we're really trying to infuse a different way of thinking and we filter out the people who hate it really quick, you know, sure. not for everyone. Right. Well, I mean, the buy-in is high, right? Oh yeah. And it, the commitment is five days. You said it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, right there. And it it sounds fascinating because you're really breathing this like, sense of confidence and self-worth into into these in, into the attendees right yeah which, which is which can be transformative in and of itself foundational yeah, yeah. so That's much more thing. than hair i mean hair is craft is great but it's all the other stuff that'll change your life you know of course yeah all right so you've been in the industry now for a little bit how do you see things changing right now what anything bothering you um i will say this um, I, I'll tell you what I think, but I think it's important to keep your, I mean, obviously like pay attention to the industry, but like I keep my circle tight and I keep my focus very laser focused, um, where something has bothered me as far as like what others are doing or the big picture of influencers or brands or something that's like out of my um, realm of like quick control. It, it's not for me. I don't worry about it. I really do keep my head. Like I laugh. People are like, did you hear this? I'm like, no, my head's been up my butt in hair love. Like I just, I live in hair love. Sure. But um, I do think things are changing. The millennial generation just has different needs and wants and desires. And so that shifts the industry. I mean, you know, like studio salons and, independence and being able to market themselves differently. But I think that there's so much more good than there is bad. And I think, um, you know, things are going to self correct and change and evolve. And we're all figuring this out. It's like the wild west, yeah. but I think there's never been a better time to be a hairstylist. There has never been a brighter time to be an entrepreneur and the opportunity is there for those who want to seize the day, you know? Absolutely. I think it's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it seems like I, I've been, it's 19 years for me. And it seems like the general public views hairdressers differently now than they did 19 years ago. 100%. Maybe, maybe even 10 years ago. And I think it has a lot to do with social, right? Because yes. you have hairdressers who are getting exposure beyond just the beauty industry. And just in my communication with people in, in my own circle, non-salon related, um, they really put a great deal of value into who's doing their hair, who their hairstylist is, mm -hmm. and whether they're staying educated and whether they're pushing the boundaries on, you know, what they're, you know, telling them in a consultation and yeah. what they're doing. I think it's amazing. 
Yeah, I do too. And I think that we have been that change because hairdressers are out there posting, you know, their work and the classes they're attending and all of that. So it's raised the bar, which is great. And I think our clients are holding us to that bar. And I think that's awesome. It's just going to elevate our craft. And, um, you know, with that being said, like, yeah, the bar is raised, but there's so much education. So it's like, great. Like you're not to the level you want to be like, open your phone. There's a million opportunities to attend, you know, a seminar, a workshop, anything. So that's really amazing. Um, exciting. So, so where are you headed? I mean, what, what are you thinking about next? Is it, is it <laughs> expanding the, the retreat, you know, or li- like the offerings during the retreat? Uh, what are you doing? What do yeah. you want so, um, I mean, it's been an organic evolution of things, but I think where, um, you know, we're, we're now, we're a full on educational event and media company and we will expand in those ways. And so, you know, just growing, um, our educational platform online and offline, which we've been doing and what we have going on this year is the big retreat, um, in July. I don't know if you saw, we have a hair love RV. That's been a big project. We started last year. We're hitting the road. We'll have four live podcast shows. We will have meetups along the whole way. You got to, we got to come and got to involve you. Um, so building that community, um, that's, that's a massive project, you know, that's a big undertaking to do. Um, so I think just growing in those ways, our 2020, we'll have the big retreat again. And we did a few conferences last year. We'll have another one in 2020. And um, we just, we'll have those different levels of accessibility. You know, if you want something exclusive, like the retreat, there's that limited experience. And if you want something a little bit, you know, less luxury price tag the conferences are great and if you need to learn for free we'll be hanging out online so um we just we just want to give like our tribe more ways to grow and um yeah i mean it's amazing just expanding what we're doing and nothing like you know revolutionarily different just kind of growing and expanding it and all of our stuff is so creative and different it's fun so towards the end of every episode i ask for a hair horror story but because you're doing things that are more like event related and podcast related, you can give me a an event horror story or a podcast horror story <laughs> yeah. or a hair horror story. Oh yeah. Well, I have all of them for you. I mean, our goal is to not have a fire festival. So you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> give us an event horror story. Okay. Um, our venue. I mean, I've never told anyone this online. So you guys, we're spending a half a million dollars to put on an event, right? A lot of things could go wrong. It's a lot of money. Um, So we were informed that water was an issue earlier this year. Do you know what a big deal that is? Do you know what (laughs) attacks come from that? Um, And so that's one. And we've, we've figured it out. We got a water guy, tankless shit, all this. It's just a big project and I mean it's a big price tag thing too or like um the rain right now is projected to be every day of hair love that could change tomorrow but that's you know and that's the stuff it's fine the girls just it's like girls camp but you huddle but it's like not awesome you know and so I I'm not god I can't predict the weather like we do it in the peak season of the year yeah also the most expensive but it's great um, the date this year is May 2nd through the 6th. Okay. So we're about three weeks out from that right now. Yeah. So that could change. It could not rain. Oh, it could totally, totally change. I mean, it changed last year up until the week of. Okay. 
Yeah. And, and, and this episode is probably going to drop after that. So yeah. in my intro I'll, or my outro, I'll try to give some, a, uh, like a weather report. So it, <laughs> it did or did not rain during her love retreat. That's so funny. And 2020 enrollment will be open. So okay. yeah. wow, already. So Super. it opens May 6th. We enroll the people um, who are there who want yeah. to be and then to our wait list and then the public. So typically we will be sold out by the end of summer. That's so awesome. Yeah. All right. Any last words for the community? No, I'm just really thankful to be a part of this podcast. I think what you're doing is super awesome and great. And I'm honored to be on it and to share, you know, all the craziness. And I think it's important to share and hear stories so people can, you know, humanize what happens behind business and feel inspired to do what they feel called to do. And I, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. So somebody wants to reach out to you. Uh, is your Instagram the best? Um, yeah. I mean, if you just want to say, Hey, go to Hey Elizabeth Faye and you can DM me if it's anything regarding like enrollment. Um, you can DM us or like our links in our bios have everything. If you want coaching or retreats, I mean, we got, we got you covered. So super fascinating. Thanks for coming on. You've been awesome. Love the story. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey guys, I'm back. Quick follow-up note to, to this episode with Elizabeth. Hair Love Retreat happened in May, but enrollment for next year is open right now. Go to hairloveretreat.com on the worldwide interweb. Next week's pod loot will be $100, $100 from Amazon in the form of a gift card. It's actually an email a gift card so actually email you the hundred bucks and then you put it in your Amazon account and you are $100 richer as long as you spend that 100 bucks on Amazon for a chance to win write a review on the Apple podcast app or stitcher.com for the droid users and thank you so much for the reviews guys this is kind of the ultimate word of mouth when it pertains to podcasts in the podcast world this is how it works so I appreciate each of you for writing a review very very much okay so if you want rules for the pod loot giveaway go to our website salonrepublic.com okay all of it is on there you click the hair game podcast and then scroll down the page a little bit and there it is there's like three steps it's relatively easy okay um next week's episode will be with the fearless hairdresser, Justin Thomas. Until then, have a great week.